And that's what we really want our members to feel, a goal-directed effort to improve my most important asset, my health. And I've got a partnership with others to help me do that. And I'm going to succeed. Happiness, success, freedom, energy, fun, balance, strength, peace. It all stems from our physical and emotional well-being. You're in the right place for a healthy discussion with experts to show you the way. This is Be Well, a podcast from Crossover Health. Not sick is not enough. Being well is a movement to get the most we want out of life. In each of our episodes, we pick a health or lifestyle topic, bring in one of our doctors from the front lines, and have a real conversation. Be well, do good, enjoy life. What's up, everyone? This is Dan Lord, Program Director for Crossover Health. You're in the right place for a healthy discussion. Just a reminder, the following presentation is for informational purposes only, not intended nor implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice. Please do not apply any of this info without first speaking with your doctor. Today, we have a very special guest here on our 25th episode, our founder and CEO, Scott Shreve. Scott, great to have you back on the show. Hey, what's up, Dan? Excited to be here. Glad to hit this milestone. Can't wait to hit the next several uh, as we go through the next year. I know, I know. It's It's been such an awesome ride since June. We've accomplished so much. We've learned so much. We've got to meet you know, so many amazing providers around the country, hear their stories, hear you know, how they're able to help people in these unique ways. And so you know, I'm, I'm excited to keep digging in. I think it's, you know, we're, we're on to something here. Yeah, no, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. You know, when we kind of started this idea, it was really to show off and give uh, our providers a, another channel to share their voices and yeah. to share their experience and their expertise. And what's so fascinating, we've, we've always known that if we can expose our members to our providers or to uh, our care model, you know, people dig it. They love it. And as you get to know people, it really humanizes, you know, who are these people that are providing care for me and what makes them tick and yeah. you know, what can I learn and how do I engage? And, and it's been inspirational for me just to see, man, we have some incredible talented people in the company, passionate, articulate, uh, doing great things. And so it's been, it's been awesome to see. And I, I just can't wait to see what comes next. Yeah. I think one of the clear themes is, our our providers are just as excited about this as our members are, and and it and it creates new ways for them to help people and and allows them to practice at the top of their license at the top of their craft, and do things they couldn't do anywhere else. I keep hearing that over and over every single time I talk to them. No, it's great. You know, one of the things that's been a challenge in in really healthcare delivery is there's historically been no leverage. What I mean by that, it's always been one to one. You're 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 kind of locked in, uh, and you're taking care of the patient, which is great. But there's so much more to give, and I think so much of the decentralization that we can expect to see in medicine is going to be having a one to many approach. You know, can I record this podcast? Can I uh, record this webinar? Can I do something where someone can now access this content and this expertise yep. at a later time? And it's just it's awesome to see the multiplier effect of this. You know, someone who's an expert at sleep health can now reach instead of the, you know, two, three, four, 5,000 people in their clinic. Now they have access to all 400 plus thousand of our members. And what I'm excited about now is to see as we go into this new year, how our members can use this content, you know, mix, reuse, and 
and, and get together these different affinity groups that we're talking about and getting people to organize themselves around certain topics of interest with providers who have that expertise and really build this community of, you know, this be well community that we've just kind of scratched the surface on. Right. And, and use multiple channels, right? It's not just normal visits. You know, they're able to leverage, like you said, different mediums, different types of styles uh, to communicate. Um, but no matter which channel or, or, or mode of care, I think the other theme that I really heard and learned is there's still this deep relationship that happens. Um, and, and that was that's surprising. You know, it, it maybe is easy for us to hear now because we've been living it for the past year. But whether you're virtual or you're doing something in person where you're face to face or you're communicating via a, like a text or a message, they're developing deeper relationships than ever before. And then they're able to solve problems in a different way. So it's really exciting to see. I can't wait to, to continue that journey. Yeah, there's two kind of things maybe to tug on there that you're mentioning. One is the decentralization of medicine. And the other one is the dematerialization. And so what I mean by decentralization is you're starting, you know, it used to be that, hey, you, you'd go to the hierarchy and you'd go bow down at the altar of the, of, of the physician who knew everything. And he would, you know, mete out different things to you. With the advent of the web and access to information, now the physician has been appropriately placed as a uh, or the provider as a call as a partner of yours. Mm -hmm. Definitely with expertise, someone that you respect and, and and has a lot to offer. But it's more of this collaborative partnership versus this kind of paternalistic, top down approach. And I think you're going to see a lot of that in in different aspects of medicine over over time. What went was once the domain of only the insurance company or only the hospital will be broken up and decentralized so that other people are providing that in, in a higher level. The second thing that you mentioned around this dematerialization is interesting. So virtual introduces all kinds of new possibilities about how people engage. And while we're so concerned that you know we won't physically be together, there are also new and different ways that we can interact. And instead of being in a room with just one person, now you can be in a room with you know 10,000 people you know, and through yeah. some of these mediums that we're talking about. So what's interesting though is I think even with those advances, and while the dematerialization of this one-to-oneness kind of can can go away, at the end of the day, what still has to come through, whatever channel, whatever medium, is that relationship, is that human touch yep. Yep. that transcends whether I'm in person or not, but just that someone cares for me, I have a relationship, there's trust, and I, I'm, I want to engage, and that's going to be a motivation for me. And so I think, again, what we're looking at is this you know, channel agnosticism. You know, <laughs> we, we want it to be whatever medium is getting the job done is really where we want to go. And so this is where you know, we've been so excited to see Crossover really step forward as a leader in hybrid care, our yeah. ability to deliver in-person, online, anytime care that remains connected, remains compassionate, and really is delivering the value that that people expect, and uh, we've loved seeing that. And I just can't wait to see what what, as I mentioned before, what comes next. You know yeah. how this keeps evolving. So yeah, I I um I try to explain this sometimes to like my friends or my family, and they're like, yeah, we're we have this hybrid care model, and we do asynchronous and synchronous, and they kind of look at me like, like what are you talking about? And I'm like, well, you know, think about like if you're talking to your mom, right? Like, how do you solve problems in real life? Sometimes if something's real serious you got to jump on the phone and hash it out. Sometimes it's a lot easier if you send a quick text and, and, and communicate that way. It's way more efficient. Sometimes like, hey, if it's, you know, something that you really got to, you know, lock in on, you're going to go to mom's house. You're going to sit on the couch with her and have a conversation. <laughs> and, right. and just like in those situations, 
that's how you should solve problems in healthcare too. You should have the option to talk to your doctor or your provider, depending on the context and the solution you're trying to solve. Um, you can choose your mode. And I think that is where some really big changes and efficiencies can happen. Yeah, I love that. And one of the things about your example is mom can kind of solve everything. Yeah. Right. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's, she's got the goods. She can yeah. whip up a meal if she needs to. She can, you know, console yeah. you. She can call someone. She can bring something to bear. And that's what I really like about this team. You know, in effect, it's kind of like, uh, you know, bringing mom in as a provider, you have a relationship. There's multiple ways to serve you up. Uh, they just, they anticipate some of the needs they're prepared. And so I really, I really like the idea that people are now getting much more comfortable. It's just, it's becoming much more seamless to transition between these different care channels uh, to receive care in a different way. But what always remains constant is that relationship. You know, you know, mom's yep. got her best interest for you. And, and while we're not trying to be paternalistic right. or maternalistic, there is a partnership that does develop. Yeah. And that partnership can be anticipatory. It can be participatory. It can be helpful guide, a mentor, and really help you get somewhere. And that's one of the things I really like about this is uh, this model, but also all these new kind of channels at our disposal Everything is, needs to lead somewhere, right? This is all directed. It's going towards a goal. There's a strategy. We're trying to move to something. We're moving along this arc of progress. And that's what we really want our members to feel. This isn't just some episodic thing that every once in a while I kind of take a little bite and then I never kind of come back to it. This is like, I feel like I'm having a goal-directed effort to improve my most important asset, my health. Yep. And yep. I've got a partner and partnership with others to help me do that. And I'm going to succeed. And uh, that's really what this model really does. And so, you know, all these different analogies are always an attempt to describe this new and emerging mm -hmm. phenomenon. But what we want people to really understand is that, hey, you know, this idea of membership in healthcare is kind of new and novel. What does that mean? What does it mean to be a member? What advantages do I have? Why would I want to do that? And then when you start to step back and say, wow, I'm actually surrounded by all these experts and now I'm hearing and learning from and right. really digging what they're saying. And they have a common goal to help me get to progress wherever I'm starting from. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't care, you know, where you are on the, uh, on the X maybe, or even Y axis, as long as we're kind of making kind of some progress you know, directionally um, with that member. And that's, that's really what I'd love to see. And then of course, you know, we get to hear all the stories of people who, you know, I've never had anything like this in my life. I finally felt listened to, I had someone nudging right. me along right. and those are just so awesome. And so again, this, this model is powerful. We're starting to see our members really respond to that. And, uh, you know, couldn't, again, back to our original thesis, we're doing this so more and more people can have access to these types of providers, this type of right. care model, and these types of outcomes. So this is our 25th episode. We're, we're, we're so excited. Every single one, I, I honestly think, have been, have been really high quality, just awesome. But I'm wondering, you know, what are your favorites? Any of them stick out to you that were really compelling or spoke to you? Yeah. This is like asking, you know, which is your favorite kid? You know, you can, <laughs> you can never say that. I am so proud of all of our providers. Um, but some of the ones that, you know, I can, I can, uh, you know, recall right off the top of my hand is, you know, um, I really appreciated uh, Yvonne Hawkins talking about becoming the CEO of your own health. Right. You know, your, your own little health system. I thought that was kind of fun. And I certainly love listening to Yvonne talk about that and her, her aspirations. I loved hearing from Donna Chung about, you know, kind of stepping into this hybrid world. And, you know, she's focused on virtual and leads our national virtual teams. Stephen Chang always does such a wonderful job on um, vaccine hesitancy, uh, was a good one. And then Michael Boroff on suicide uh, and, and just, the, you know, being vigilant on, on where that is. And again, I can't remember, you know, name every other person, but it was, yeah. 
you know, I just love seeing like, man, what a talented group, what a passionate right. group, you know, and not just learning about what they're expert in, but also who they are, you know, what do you like to do? And, you know, what's your personality and what drives you? And, and those things really add the humanness to this, you know, and, and that's what I love. So I think these podcasts really bring out an element in people. You just don't get to see that much. And it's, it's been, right. it's been fantastic. So right. I'm, I'm thrilled for our providers. So happy for them. And I have been surprised too. You know, we have like a list probably 40 weeks out of all these people like, Hey, I'd love to share this. I got this yeah. expertise. I got that. And so, you know, I'm so excited that so many people want to share and step in and contribute to this and look forward to hearing from more of more of our team. The, the expertise is really overwhelming when you, when you sit down and listen to some of these people talk about, you know, what their passions are, how they work with their members uh, it, it's it's really really cool. It, there's there's all sorts of tips that that they've shared, uh, and personally, um, you know, I've changed my sleep hygiene. Um, you know, I I know I gotta I gotta shut off my phone. You know, right before bed, I can't just you know keep streaming and then and then try and shut my eyes. That doesn't work. And uh, you know, simple things that I I heard like you know, hey, why don't you you know take a walk after dinner and don't bring anything with you and just kind of, you know, be mindful. Um, just little things like that have made a huge impact on me personally. Um, I don't know if you, if you heard anything that you've kind of implemented or, or uh, have tried yourself, but it's been a huge learning experience for me. Yeah, no, I mean, there's so many things. And so I think for me personally, the things that I'm always trying to work on are mindfulness, you know, staying organized. It's so easy to um, just kind of slip into whatever, you know, the entropy takes you. I've also tried to take up what was said, which is, you know, unplug and just go out and listen to what the sounds are and watch, you know, your dog run around or whatever the thing is. And so to really put some thoughtfulness or mindfulness into what you're doing, how you're spending your time, how you're organizing your day. And uh, those have been actually really helpful for me. Yeah. And another, another theme I just want to touch on too is shining a light on mental health. We, we've had quite a few episodes where, you know, there's a bunch of, you know, self-help, you know, things that you can do, um, self-care things that you can do, whether it's mindfulness or sleep or all those things. But then when is it time to connect with your provider? You know, when, when those things don't work and you're still battling this, it also kind of gave people permission almost, or, or just guidance on it's okay to reach out. It's okay. Once these things don't work, now you have access, easy access to just reach out, message your team of experts to start getting help. Just that idea, I think was also a theme and something that we tried to like reinforce. Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of people forget they have access to this kind of a resource and they're so used to kind of just doing things on their own and so forth. What I like about this, maybe going back to your question earlier, is you now have a little bit of accountability baked in too, right? You've got a yep. team and with with your permission, they're going to nudge you, right? right? You know, that's obviously not something you want. They'll adjust to that. But, you know, the, 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 the default position is, hey, let's make this plan together and then I'm going to remind you. And some of my funniest things that happened to me this year was, you know, my care navigator prompting me with, you know, at my request yeah. to uh, help me get the next step done. And I'm, I'm pleased to report I only have one last thing on my prevention uh, for the whole year to get done. And that's been fantastic. But I, I think, you know, again, knowing that there's people there that are on your team that are helping you progress along some strategic arc is really changes how you, how you work, how you think, and makes you much more aware of your own physical situation and like, hey, I should have some goals in this area of my life as well. And I've noticed that spill into other areas, you know, with my kids, with my family, 
let's make sure we're kind of being intentional with our time and, you know, time together and time away and all this other kind of stuff. So that's been really helpful. You know, Dan, as, as you're asking these questions, it's making me think, you know, I'd love to hear, first of all, you know, what have you learned in these first, you know, 25 episodes? Any, any specific highlights for you or, or themes that, you know, you took away personally yourself? And then I'd love to talk about, hey, what's coming next in 2022? Yeah, no, thanks. That's a good question. Uh, you know, we mentioned a few of them, but one of the things we didn't mention, you know, these providers are so specialized in caring for specific conditions and problems and and are able to go so deep but at the same time they're they're, they're really passionate about that team approach because they realize they can only go so far by themselves and then mental health and your physical health you can't separate them and and you know that's always been something that we believe but to hear it from each provider in their own way that was really really cool and and like you said there's a whole lineup of providers with ideas and and they want to come and and, and speak and and so we have a really cool lineup for next year you know we're going to go deep on on all sorts of cool stuff so i'm very excited for 2022 that's great so let's let's transition here um and i want to kind of look forward kind of what you're thinking about for the future in 2022 so so let, let's break this down. All right. Let's, let's do two things. So a lot of time this time of year, people are doing predictions for next year. And so instead of doing uh, predictions, what we thought we'd do is say, this is what we're going to deliver next year. We're going to make those predictions a reality. So these are my 2022 realities instead of predictions. <laughs> How's that? I like it. All right. So we, we kind of had five areas of focus and I thought it'd just be good to run through those quickly. And, you know, number one, uh, we're going to, you know, double down on the hybrid model, this concept of being able to deliver across any channel. Yeah. in person, online, anytime. We are finding that the market's kind of demanding this. People do see the value of physical and you're seeing a lot of digital only companies start to have physical presences. Right. We've been there. We've done that. We know how to do that. We know how to do it at scale. And so you're going to see us actually building out new centers in five different geographies next year. So we're excited about that. Uh, we really think the future of employer-sponsored uh, care is going to be this integrated hybrid model where they have that type of flexibility where they can serve people who are remote, serve people who are in person, and serve people who use both. So far, about 70% of our patients, they they do want to still come back in for in-person care. Right. But once they've come in for care, most of those are actually very comfortable with virtual follow-ups and right. virtual visits in the future. And yeah. so being able to establish that relationship and then being able to extend it with virtual is really something that we've seen. So we're excited to add Seattle, Austin, Denver, Newark, and then one more in uh, New York City uh, is going to be great. One, one point um, I, I want to just touch on is we can serve up comprehensive care in these clinics. They're not just urgent care. This is this is total care stuff. I think that's different than than what people might perceive. One, yeah, one of the things we realize is, you know, we save hybrid care and virtual care and people kind of hear these words. They don't really know. But what we the feedback we always get is like, I had no idea that you guys did that. I didn't know that you had fully baked, you know, therapy inside of your care model. I didn't know care navigation was embedded into your care model. I had no idea that you guys were... Uh, taking on these new types of contract where they're they're value based, and the best way to explain the model is through proof points. And so you're going to see a lot more on the outcome side from us. You know, so far, you know, in the last quarter, we published on hybrid care, we published on measurement based care, we have something coming out about care navigation, and so all these elements about our model that are unique, we're going to just keep highlighting. Another area of focus of ours is going to continue to be this proactive care model, which is really rooted and founded in the concept of social determinants of health. And as right. you know, I don't really love the social part of the determinants of health, but what I think we'll all agree to is that there are key determinants of health. 
you know, we see different patterns emerge from the different types of workforces that we serve. But, you know, in some cases, up to 10% of people have housing instability or food access issues. 25% are are suffering from loneliness. And 65% are not meeting the basic physical activity uh, uh, recommendations. I mean, this is just huge, right? So can we go after these, some, in some cases, very sensitive topics, and in some cases, just, you know, nudging and reminding and encouraging people forward. But this is going to be an ongoing area for us because these key determinants of health, if you can kind of be surveilling and monitoring the health of the population, right. you can add a lot of value. And this, again, ties back to the whole point of Be Well. Be Well yeah. is meant to be a community resource for all of our members to begin to access these things and really to engage on their own in their health. And what's so great about that is our entire team is doing the content. So behind every social determinant metric or the determinant of health metric we're tracking, we have some kind of intervention that follows. If you had food instability in Louisville, well, we have the places to be able to help you go for that. If you're not physically active in, you know, Seattle, you know, Washington, well, I've got something for you there too. And so the team has a response. It's not just we, you know, hear this information. A lot of times people who do these surveys, they, what do I do now? I don't have a care team. I don't have anything to plug into, but you know, not only do we survey and have the data, but now we can take action. We can do something about it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So the, the, the distance between insight and action is just like nothing. It's like the whole team just closes that gap. So I love it. And so the third thing, which I already mentioned is really that be well community. So what is the response when you have these issues and how can we get people engaged in their own care, whether that be self-care kind of discovering on their own, whether that's being attending live classes, whether that's, you know, uh, doing some of these other things. And we, we you know, we certainly know, groups that have done this exceptionally well. You know, you think of the yeah. Pelotons of the world who have experts and they just have, they've been so smart about how they engage the population. We just absolutely love those yeah. concepts and we think they should be applied to yeah. healthcare. I love this because we we want to develop a community. Yeah. So you think about that force multiplier effect. So if you try to do something on your own, you're kind of on your own, right? But now you have, a you know, people who are on your team supporting yeah. you, accelerates your efforts now you have a community supporting you, accelerates your effort. And then, you know, another uh, focus of ours next year is, you know, another way to really focus and accelerate these efforts is to pay for care in a new way. And we've talked a lot about commercial advantage, which is a form of value-based payments. Effectively, what it allows us to do is just totally sidestep the fee-for-service model, which we did when we started working with employers directly. Yeah. But now what this does is it allows other types of payers, including traditional health insurance companies, to bring a set of members to us, and then we um, uh, can go engage them, and then we get paid for the value we create. And it just really aligns the care model with the engagement model with the outcomes model. And that's what we really love. That's what commercial advantage is. It puts those four concepts together and allows us a value to be created. It's healthcare how it should be. <laughs> it, it, it actually gives, gives providers and patients the space to solve problems in the right way and do the right thing. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's why we, we started this thing, right? No, absolutely. Absolutely. And then the final thing, you know, you know, unfortunately, I, I just don't think COVID is going away anytime soon. How do we get people back with all these now boosters and vaccines and what are we doing? We'll continue to support the various efforts around that uh, area. But we, we look forward to, you know, delivering on those across those kind of five dimensions. So. All right, Scott. Episode twenty-five, we nailed it. We, we, we got it. We're, we're on to the next. I want to end here and kind of put you on the hot seat again, if that's okay. Okay, I like it. All Let's right, are you ready? What are you most looking forward to in twenty twenty-two? 
Yeah. So 2022, what I love is I felt like we got a lot of key things in place this year. And so what I can't wait for 2022 is for the full crossover care model with this care team, with all the engagement tools that are at our disposal, with a payment model that lines this up. And then with these outcomes that are starting to kind of just spill out of this model, I can't wait to take that to a much larger, wider, broader audience. And what I'm most excited about is to put our providers on that bigger stage and let them do their thing. And that's, that's going to be a thrill to see more and more people have access to this type of a service. We looked forward first, but, but then a, a quick look back here. What was your highlight of this past year, 2021? For me personally, we have hired a great executive team. And what I have found is you get the right people in place. They just lift the load. You know what? I used to be doing like 12 different jobs. Now <laughs> we've got people who are so much better than I ever was in those roles. And so to see a team like that come together and then work together and then to watch them motivate, inspire, and lead us into new directions. For me personally, that was you know really exciting. I can say hiring great talent, getting people excited about this mission and, and seeing how excited people do get and they want to join and be a part of this. I mean, that's been incredibly not only helpful, but exciting for me personally in this past year. I love it. Okay. Last one. Uh, do you have any <laughs> New Year's resolutions here? Yeah, I'm, all, I'm big on New Year's resolutions. What I find is um, I always come up with these extraordinary resolutions. And so what, what I am going to work on in 2022 is doing extra of the ordinary right? because it's those habits, those consistencies, the patterns, and, and just keep driving at that. And that, that goes across all the dimensions of my life, whether that's, you know, physical health, you know, being consistent on the workouts, the running, uh, the mental health of, you know, continuing to constantly read and, and now adding meditation to that. Uh, you know, spiritual and connectedness, you know, whether that's the community to your own, you know, faith or whatever it is. And then of course, family, uh, all my kids are getting older and, uh, you know, it's a different time in my life and I want to really appreciate all the things that they're doing and be there for them. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us and on to 2022. Rack it, stack it and roll. Let's do there it. There we go. There we go. Thanks, Scott. We'll see you. At Crossover, you stay connected to a care team that works together and gets to know you over time. A doctor, a nurse, a mental health expert, a physical therapist, a chiropractor, a health coach, a fitness coach, and a care navigator. Go to crossoverhealth.com to join the healthcare revolution. If you like our podcast, please follow or subscribe and leave a review. If you have a topic you want us to explore, let us know on Facebook or Instagram at Crossover Health. Until next time, be well.